Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should, should perish, but that all should reach repentance. For the day of the Lord will come like a thief, when the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set afire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish, and at peace. Advent 2 gives us opportunity to think about our Lord's comings and all the ways that he brings us his righteousness as a good and glorious gift to prepare us for his coming face to face. In our gospel lesson in particular, the call to repentance, is to set aside all the false notions about God. To recognize that there are many layers of how we imagine God works in our lives. And imagine that there are all kinds of things that we need to do for him and self-chosen works and this and that. Repentance is about recognizing who Jesus is truly is. The one coming after John is God come in the flesh. And to cling alone to him, that his righteousness is the righteousness that is going to avail before God. That is going to be our place of safety, to be robed and dressed in him, to be placed in him, because when everything else falls away, his word and his life are the only thing that endures. This world is a temporary place. It is a heavens and an earth that have their <laughs> corruption already embedded in them from our first sins and from all the sins we continue to blemish it with in between. The only righteousness available to us is the righteousness of Christ. And so, as it comes to its final day, to be found in him is the plan. That is where we will have our safety. That is where we'll have our peace. To be found in him, wrapped up in his life, given to us in baptism. But when will this happen? Peter doesn't answer that question. In fact, scriptures leave that question open-ended on purpose so that we're always 
always on the verge of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always living our lives on tiptoe, looking over at the horizon to see whether this is the moment, whether this is the day when all of God's promises in this regard come true, when he fulfills those rounds where we will come into his new creation, his new heavens, his new earth. He's promised soon, and in our minds, soon is the next five minutes, or the next 15 minutes, or the next day, perhaps. 2,000 years doesn't feel like soon to us, and perhaps that's simply a matter of our own perspective. Perhaps that is simply a matter of, of how we would count soonness, but the Lord has in mind that there is an entire people that he is gathering. And some of those people perhaps haven't been born yet. We are part of the work of gathering those people. We are part of the infrastructure of God's kingdom. It provides a place for people to hear that Jesus Christ is God's gift to them that they can be whole, that they can be healed, that they can be forgiven, that they can be wrapped up in this babe in the manger who came that one time, died and rose for their forgiveness and new life. So that their death would not hold sway over them any longer because they will live forever. Because his resurrection is God's gift to them. Now what Jesus endured Good Friday and Easter Sunday, what he endured in death and descent and exaltation is exactly what he plans and charts out for each one of his disciples. The way that he has set is the way that we will walk as well. Death and resurrection. Not only does that happen as a matter of the end of our lives for the sake of new life forever, but it's a daily thing as well. Crucifying the flesh, crucifying sin in us, recognizing that there is still the, the death that lingers in our own bodies that would seek to lash out in terms of, oh, selfishness, in terms of harsh words, in terms of acting on our own wills as opposed to God's will for us. Acting on our own self of definition of, of who we are as opposed to God's gifts to us and living joyfully receiving those definitions for good and evil. And so there is Christ's death and resurrection. There is his call to take up our cross daily. There is the hope and the looking forward to death and resurrection so that we will live with him face to face forever. But all of these templates too work out for the world itself. It also must go through its Good Friday and its Easter Sunday morning. The world itself is in its corruption needing to be remade. It needs to die and it needs to rise again. And so just like God worked out with the flood, he will work out again for the sake of his new heavens and new earth. 
there comes a day when finally God says, Ollie, Ollie, oxen free. Game over. It's time to come home. When I was growing up on the street with the, uh, with the lamps that were there all along up and down our street, there was always that moment when the lights came on and the game had to be called off. We had to go off of our off from our friends and go back to the home and usually there was a, a good welcome there as well. There comes a moment when life shifts and we put down what we have been doing to take up the rest that God has prepared for us when he brings us home. Now, I use that metaphor alongside the fire metaphor for this very purpose. Because what Peter says is that the fire does not consume everything. What does he say? He says that the fire comes to dissolve all those things in order that the things of goodness can be lifted up and exposed. This is a purifying fire. This is the world going into the kiln so that everything that is evil, everything that is wrong, everything that is broken, everything that would speak against God is dissolved. Everything that is impure would be dealt with and done away with. It is the death of sin. It is the death of the curse on creation. And all then that is left is the goodness then that the Lord God rolls out for our resurrection life with him. So our idea of heaven needs to also be recognizing that there is a new heaven, but also a new earth. We are in our resurrection bodies at that point. When the Lord comes, he transforms everything. Sin is dealt with. We're finally free of that, free of the fear of death, free of the, of the possibility of hurting one another ever again. And confirmed then in the righteousness of Christ for all time. That is something to look forward to. One of the great things that I look forward to is finally being at peace. And, and not just the kind of peace that is the absence of war, like, like in U Ukraine and Russia or in Gaza now, but to be done with the, the double-mindedness that creates the need for spiritual warfare. The fact that Sin still dwells in my heart and in my mind. It's still my will wants to assert itself over the will of Christ and his way. That there's still this ongoing need to die and rise over and over and over again. To have my flesh crucified and to have the Holy Spirit continue to call me into the life of Christ. That that is hard work and it's exhausting, and it is sometimes even challenging. But to be finally at peace, to be free from sin and free from sinning, 
as the, as the hymn puts it. In that day and in that moment, there will be this wonderful, joyful relaxing in the arms of my Lord Jesus Christ that I so thoroughly anticipate. Until that day, we constantly are on the lookout for sin. Always on the constant lookout for the, the embedded nature of death in our lives that seeks to, seeks to have its way with us. Sin crouching at the door, just like the Lord talked to Abel and Cain about. That we shouldn't have it master us. That constant armoring up with the armor of God. Boy, as joyful and as wonderful as having all of those assets and equipment and availability of faith and salvation and hope and peace and all of those things, won't it be wonderful to, to just stay in our cities and relax in the love of the Lord? Because love endures when all of those other things become realities as well. Peter looks forward to the day when all of this happens. He encourages his people, his hearers, to robe themselves in Christ every single day. To be ready for this. To engage with the crucifying of the flesh. And to never give up hope that to be in Christ is the safe place to be. And... To not grow weary of anticipating, right? That each and every day has the temptation of saying, well, he didn't come again today, so maybe he's never coming at all. The Lord promised, and the Lord will do it. Just like he promised to come as a babe in the manger, he will come again in glory. Just as he fulfilled the promises that led to our new creation in Christ, he will fulfill the promises that lead to the entire universe's recreation and new creation of heavens and earth once again. What he has done has been there for the benefit of our anticipating and hope of what he will do. He has been faithful. He's called us into his mission. Kingdom of God is here and now to bring people into his fellowship. That work continues until God's house is full. The Lord is patient toward you because he does not wish that any should perish. That's the why of the waiting. He's got more in mind. He's got a bigger house than we have in our minds. He's got more room. There's a bigger table. There's still invitations being sent out. There are still placemats being laid. The Lord Jesus Christ is still opening up more wings on the mansions of God. He's setting up those households. He's putting mints on the pillow. He's turning down those comforters and bedsheets to give us a place to finally rest. He is at work and calls us to be at work as well, while it is day before the night comes, when no one can work any longer. He is patient, 
Not because he loves to see how much evil we can do with one another. He's patient because he is waiting for that one more person to be part of the family of God, this grand, grand people he is calling to be gathered around his throne, to be gathered around the Lamb, face to face with him, face to face with one another for all eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God that passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in faith towards Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.